Join us at East Coast Wings and Grill for craft wings, beer, burgers, skillets, flatbreads, and more. We use the best ingredients to create signature dishes like our award-winning wings made your way. Eat, unwind, and celebrate good times at your local East Coast Wings and Grill. by Rod Funderburg. The Nest is brought to you by East Coast Wings Kernersville, Kevin Bug State Farm Insurance, The Collegiate Store, Cindy Swain Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and Haveline Express Lube Kernersville. Here's your host, Rod Funderburg. Welcome everyone to the fourth edition of our inaugural season of The Nest with head football coach Todd Willard of the East Forsyth Fighting Eagles. We're in Kernersville, North Carolina, also known as Big Time K Vegas. The Nest is presented by East Coast Wings, which is where we're sitting right now. East Coast Wings is located at 800 North Main Street, and we want to thank East Coast Wings for their hospitality, tremendous wait staff, and making us feel right at home this evening. East Coast Wings is our title sponsor for our entire 2019 East Forsyth football season. We also want to take this time to recognize our other sponsors, and they do include Kevin Bug of State Farm Insurance, The Collegiate Shop, Haveline Express Lube, and Cindy Swain of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. I'm your host, Rod Funderburg, and I am sitting here with head coach and permanent fixture in Kernersville, Coach Todd Willard. Coach, how we doing today? I'm doing good. Per permanent? Uh-oh. You must have been talking to my wife or something. I guess something I didn't know about here. Well, Coach, would you do some of the things that you've done th thus far at the home of East Forsyth and in Kernersville? I think you've become permanent, my friend. And I don't think there's much you can do about it either. All right, good. Well, as long as Coach Plaster, our AD, thinks that, I'm good with that. Oh, yeah. I don't think you'll have any problems with old Plaster. Uh, Coach, you brought some folks with you today. Who we got? I brought my uh, defense coordinator, Aaron Beal. I believe he's been with me about five, six years now, five years. Year five. Year five. And then I got our, our big-time player of the game last week. I know when we are talking on the, the, the podcast, uh, Tomas Johnson, big, nine, uh, big number 99. He had good news this week. He uh, got his first uh, 
scholarship offer from Winston-Salem State this week. Oh, nice. Yeah, Coach, congratulations. Coach Robert Massey is the head coach over there. That is awesome. Great news. How are those books looking? Good, good. Speaking to the mic for me, Tomas. Good, 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 good. <laughs> That's important, man, for those books to look good. So you doing all right tonight? Yes, sir. Good, good. Coach Aaron Bill, how are we doing? Great, man. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad to have you guys. Thank you for coming out. Uh, looks like the Eagles of East Forsyth are a strong 4-0 and and will be heading into Friday's game looking to stay undefeated and continue the start of that perfect season. Now, you guys are going to be hosting the Page Pirates over at the Nest, right? That's right. Okay. And that game is going to be at 7.30 p.m. But before we get into talking about the Pirates, let's talk a little bit about that win East Forsyth had on Friday night against the Parkland Mustangs. Now, Coach, I have to say this right here. I did wear my ring on Friday. <laughs> you know, we talked about that a little bit. Uh, against that Mount Tabor matchup, you know, I forgot to wear my ring, and it was it was it was rolling a little rough there a little bit, man. But I put the ring on, and I tell you, it was like night and day. And uh, so I don't know if you wore yours. I think you told me you did. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I wear it during the day, um, and for our pregame talk uh, in the auditorium, I wear it, but then I take it off. But when I saw you guys before the game, you know, my little ritual, I'm up in the press box and kind of talking to people. I was a little nervous, but when I saw you had your ring on, <laughs> all the confidence in the world, man. <laughs> Coach, I'm with you, man. I tell you what, I even made myself a little sticky note that I put <laughs> on my bathroom mirror, and it says, put your ring on on Friday night. So there is, will be no excuse for me to miss any ring time this football season, especially <laughs> on Friday night. Now, Coach, the Eagles put on an excellent, I mean an excellent showcase of talent on Friday night. Des and I, we uh, live streamed the game, and we were really impressed about how well the Eagles played as a team. As a matter of fact, what we did is we gave the player of the game to that entire defense. And the reason that we did that, we really made the decisions in the first half. Yeah. In the first half, Coach, you held your defense held Parkland to one first down in the first half. You guys did not get let, allow Parkland to get – six yards past the 50-yard line, which meant they only got as far as maybe the 44-yard line. You took these guys' heart. The score was 46 to nothing at halftime. I mean, it was like, we got to give it to the defense. But on the other side of the ball, you know, we saw that quarterback Ty Lyles, he played a very good game. And so we gave him, you know, kudos and, and selected him as our offensive player of the game. And that offensive line, they also did a heck of a job in their blocking schemes, and it was awesome. So, Coach, you know, we talked real quickly about what happened at Mount Tabor, you know, the five turnovers. Tell me something. What did this performance say about your East Forsyth Eagle football team in comparison to that performance you saw at Mount Tabor? Well, the, the first thing is I'm, I'm glad that I know the kids still maybe listened to me because I was a little worried, you know, those first three games, all the penalties we had and some of the turnover problems. Uh, but they cleaned it up. Uh, we cleaned up the penalties. We definitely cleaned up the turnovers. And, you know, you, you come out and you, you play a, another 3-0 team. They were 3-0 at the time. Uh, but uh, a lot of these guys had friends on the team, so maybe that fired them up a little bit too. But just a, a great overall team. I mean, from special teams to defense to offense, uh, coaching staff, I, I was just really happy on the way the night went. 
Coach, I don't blame you. You should have been elated, man. <laughs> and listen, I don't know if you want to answer this one or maybe this one will be one for Coach Bill. But uh, first of all, I'm not taking anything away from the Eagles, you know, defense at all and how they perform. But the Parkland Mustangs were down one man. And that man was Camion Shell, their quarterback, who's arguably the best athlete probably that Parkland has. And, uh, you know, if Camion Shell is on the field, what do you guys think happened that could be different or what would you have expected more out of Parkland had he been on the field? We, we went in with the same, same game plan, and it really didn't change much as far as scheme, what we did. And uh, we just went out there with the same attitude, same effort. Everybody was mentally prepared, and we came out, and I think our guys stepped up and played a great game. I was very proud of them. Coach they, stepped up and Coach, they played an excellent game, and you yeah. prepared them very well during the week. But not only the first team defense played an excellent game, I thought the second team all around did a heck of a job in the in the second half as well. Uh, Thomas, I want to turn my attention to Moss. I'm sorry, to Moss. I want to turn my attention to you for a bit. Now, you play on the defensive line over there at East Forsyth. They have you listed as a senior at 6'1", 310 pounds. And I've watched you move up and down that defensive line of scrimmage. And I tell you what, man, it's pretty impressive. And um, let me ask you something. What's it like playing on the defensive line for the defending state champion, East Forsyth Eagles? Uh, it's really just – it's fun. I like – I love playing for East. I love everything about it. Do you? Yeah. How long have you been playing football? Uh, really five years, including my high school. I played baseball most of my – Little league years and stuff. Really? Yeah. You were 310 pounds and you were on the diamond. Yeah. Man, that is all right. That is Might be right. why he's so agile. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome out he, he there, man. He thinks he's a basketball player, too. So. <laughs> Charles Barkley or something. <laughs> well, look, man, has a – as a state champion, you already know that every single person you line up against, they're going to give you their best shot because there's nothing like beating a state champion. So when you're lining up in front of, you know, someone, let's let's go back to the Parkland game. Let's say you're lining up in front of that offensive line and you put your hand down in the dirt and you look at the guy in front of you and, and you don't know if he's getting ready to fire block you, if he's going to go down and maybe they even try and pull a tight end on you or if the whole line goes down and maybe they'll try and trap you. Uh, from the other side with the guard or tackle. Uh, but what was your mindset on Friday night when you stick your hand in the dirt and you're looking at that ugly offensive lineman across from you over there? Uh, really, it's, n it's no mercy to nobody, really, because we know everybody's going to give us like, their best. So I don't – no mercy to nobody. You're exactly right. No mercy to nobody. Now, what do you got – who is able to defend you or even make you a better player in practice? Because, you know, you got to have some – good guys to go against in practice to make you you know really be good and 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 bring the best of you out so who are some of the guys that you go against and what are some of the things that you guys do in practice to really prepare you for the game uh my offense in line they they give me good work in practice good deal and also um everything uh idbs coaching us up telling us like telling us how good we doing that they, they get us right all that good deal nothing like team encouragement team football and that's what you guys did on Friday you played good to actually you did that you've been doing that all season on defense y'all been playing great team balls Thank it you. is awesome coach Bill this one's for you and this is a two-part gotcha. inquiry and, and you may have even um answered part of this but uh in preparing for Parkland 
you know, I'm sure that Cammy and Shale was part of your game plan because uh, he is a two-sport athlete. Now, talk to us about how you guys prepared in practice last week, not only for Cammy and Shale, but for the rest of Parkland. You know, they're a pretty experienced team. They went to the playoffs last year. They always do well in their conference. You know, how was preparation last week? What kind of mindset did you get? Did you were you able to instill in that defensive uh, team last week? Well, we just wanted to go out and execute at the highest level we could. And um, I thought that we went in last week. We had a lot of great film sessions. The guys came out and were just mentally prepared mm -hmm. to go out there and play four quarters of football. I know um, the starters were on the field for just the better part of the first half, but as a whole team, we preach a hey, next man up, like Coach always says. So next guy up. And uh, we just came out and wanted to execute at the highest level. And I think we did that. Coach, they did exactly that. And I was actually a little worried about you guys last week. Reason being, you know, there were some things that happened. Number one, the temperature. You know, I think it was on Wednesday or one of those days. And I went over by the school because I was going to check you guys out, see how practice was coming on. And the AD, uh, Mr. Plaster, he was like, man, there was no, no practice today. It was too hot. And I was like, what, too hot? So how did that day off affect this team as a whole? Well, we, we, we didn't take a day off. We, we sat in, they watched film. We okay. lifted weights and did some other things. So we didn't go on the field. But like Coach Beal said, we, we got a lot more film time in. And I think, honestly, it really helped us a lot um, mm -hmm. by, by getting that film and, and kind of preparing for what was coming ahead of us. And, and to kind of even piggyback off what you asked him, I think one reason we are so good is our number twos are so, like you touched on. Our number two players are some special players. Yes, sir. And uh, when we're when we're in practice, you know, I'm not putting anybody down that we play or anything, but we take a lot of pride. We say sometimes we, we face stiffer competition on Monday through Thursday than sometimes we do on Friday. And and like I said, we're not putting anybody down, but. It, I think Alabama would say that. Clemson, the top programs, would say that their practices, they go against just as good a quality guys then as they do on game day. And I think that's what makes us so good. And I think that's what Tomas was getting at. Our offensive line, and we got backups that can kind of, they probably play at a lot of places and they just wait their turn. And that's what makes us special at East Forsyth. Coach, I have to agree with you on that because when I look at that sideline, I mean, I see some big guys and I'm like, this one lineman, offensive lineman, comes out the game who's probably about 300 pounds. And then there's one who goes, trots right on in, and he's somewhere between 280 and 300 pounds. And I'm like, good grief, are they growing them out back somewhere? I mean, what is going on? But I think it's great, you know, that you, you get that extra intensity in practice, and there's nothing like having to work very hard in practice and make that game night just special and yeah. easy, and you just – you know, cut through a team like a knife does warm butter. There's yeah. nothing like that. So, Coach, Coach Willard, let me ask you this, or let me talk to you about this. You know, when you have games like Friday night and you come out rolling the way you did, we touched upon it earlier, you know, you hold Parkland offense to one first down in the first half, uh, scores 46 to nothing going into halftime. I mean, you just basically do what you want to with Parkland. And I know and I know you're elated, and I'm sure you're smiling and tickled to death. And you can't show that to the guys, and mm -hmm. I understand that. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure inside there's a softy that you've got inside. And 
at what point or when did you know and let that softy come out and say, you know what, guys, we've made our point. Uh, let's call the dogs off. Well, I, I just told Moss and those guys are laughing. I don't, I don't know if there is a softy part <laughs> on me, but uh, you know, the the big thing was we 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 tell our guys the twos, three, who's ever in, we expect the exact same thing that the first guys give us because once again we tell them they're one play away from being ones and. We went into Friday's game. We were down eight guys that mm -hmm. didn't dress um, oh, for wow. injury. And um, so we knew we had a lot of guys next man up. And, you know, we, we come out in the second half, and obviously we had a lot of second-teamers playing. But we expect the exact same results as the first team, you know. And at halftime, this is what I tell my coaches, it's, it's always tougher coaching in the second half. I, when we left, I told the coaches, I said, this is the hardest time to coach. Mm -hmm. Keep kids' attention, keep coaches' attention. And you want to get quality reps because those guys playing in the second half are our future. Right. Or they are right. the next man up. So it's important to get those reps, and it's, it's not a time to call off the dogs. I mean, to be honest, we're, we're going at it, and we're treating it like uh, – you know, we wanted to score. We want to stop them. Our guys, they're upset because they got that touchdown. Seriously, we're upset on the sidelines. The players are going crazy, you know, because we have that mentality. And right. once again, I think that's what makes us special. Well, Coach, that's an awesome mentality to have. You guys are doing a great job over there. And, uh, you know, Tomas, I want to back up to you, if you don't mind, my friend. And I want to back up to that Mount Tabor game. Well, you got an interception. Am I right? Didn't you get an interception in that game? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Now, look, that's a lineman's dream. You know, am I right or wrong? Is that not a you're lineman's right. dream? You're right. You're All right. right. Now, I want you to know, you were my player of the game in that Spartans game when you guys played the Mount Tabor Spartans. So, I want you to walk me back through that series where the offense, they turned the ball over down in the red zone, the series where you got the interception. Defense jogs out on the field. You guys come out on the field, calm, cool, and collective. Some of you even pointed at the offense and said, hey, guys, don't even worry about it. We got you. I saw that. Now, I don't remember if it was a second or third play because Parkland, when they lined up, it was first and goal. You know, they were ready to roll. But take me through that series from the time where you had your hand in the dirt on that first play of that series to the moment that ball came in your lap. Okay. <laughs> first, okay, okay, okay. Well, uh, first, first two plays we had a good stop by um, ID and Tassai Porter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he had two good stops. And then third play, I believe it was, um, we sent a pass rush. And uh, when I saw the pass rush and I saw they, my DNs had all the rushes, I stayed back mm -hmm. to play the line of scrimmage. And it was he had too much pressure and he just let the ball and I was there. Wow, that is awesome, man. So not only are you a physical player, but you're a smart team player. And that's what's going to continue to help you guys win championships. Yes, when you see that your guys that have done their job, they've done what they needed to do, there's no need for you to rush in. You cover a whole other area of the field. And yes, in sir. return, you got rewarded for it mightily, my friend. Congratulations, man. Thank that you, was thank you. That was awesome. Coach, you got a great young man sitting right there yes, beside you. Is. You really he, do. He's been a little – 
little, uh, I don't know the big word because I'm not very smart, but he was laid out like Superman now. It wasn't like yeah. he just, that fell in his lap. He right, had to right. dive for that ball, man. It was a big, I think that's probably his number one cut on his highlights right now. But <laughs> he's being a little modest right now. That is also a, you did a wonderful job. And for those of you who are tuning in, you are listening to The Nest with head football coach Todd Willard of the East Forsyth Fighting Eagles. I am your host, Rod Funderburg. We are joined by defensive coordinator Aaron Beal and starting defensive tackle number 99, Tomas Johnson. And we're uh, out here at East Coast Wings on North Main Street in Kernersville, just chopping it up about a little Eagle football. Now, Coach Willard, you, Coach Beal, Tomas Johnson, and the rest of the Eagles, uh, y'all are 4-0, and y'all are soaring high right now, headed into the fifth game of the season against the Page Pirates. And, you know, they're led by their head coach, uh, Jared Rules. I think that's how you say his name. Is that, is that Rolfus? Okay, Jared Rolfus. Now, that game is going to be played at the Eagle Nest at 7.30 p.m. Now, Coach, this is homecoming. 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 Yes. Is there any more pressure for you guys to win on homecoming night than any other game? Hey, uh, we go in every week expecting to win. It doesn't matter if it's seven-on-sevens, practice, weight room, every single day we have that mindset that we're here to win. And Coach always says, you either get better or you get worse. You never stay the same. So every day we go in and try to get better. Coach Bill, you know, I like the way you talk, man. I'm going to have to head over <laughs> to the to the practice sometime because I bet you get intense out there on that football field and practice. I bet you get it going, man. Oh, hold on. Y'all are pointing at Coach Willard. Coach Willard, you're the one who hey, gets intense out there. He, he sets the standards. We, he sets the standard. We, we, uh, we try to meet his standard every day. I heard that. I heard that. Well, guys, Paige has been having a pretty difficult season so far. They're one in three. And they're coming off their first win against Eastern Guilford. However, Page has lost some very close games. You know, they lost to Davey by one point, 28 to 27. They lost to Northern Guilford by two points, 16 to 14. And more of a heavier loss to a very talented Dudley team, which Dudley is who I picked to win their conference this year, 35 to 14. Which causes me to believe that Page can probably be a pretty tough and physical team. What can you tell us? Uh, about the program over at Page and and what should you guys expect from Page this Friday night? Um, you know they're, they're they're well coached and obviously there's a lot of pride in Page. You know I hear the stories back in the olden days before I got here even. You know the, all it was Page and East all the time and they had battles and yes, sir. you know there's kind of a reason we kind of put the homecoming game together just kind of maybe bring back some of the old alumni. Mm -hmm. You know that that rivalry between uh, Page and East. And, you know, they got some players. They, their, their quarterback was just named to the Shrine Bowl. Wow. So, uh, you know, they got a bunch of talented players over there. We're going to have to play well, just like we do every night. But uh, our guys know that's what it's uh, expected of them. And once again, it, it's hard to play at the nest against us. And, you know, we had a, I don't know about you guys, but I thought the crowd was really good. You know, you had the Wake and Carolina game and our sidelines was packed. And, um, you know, uh, Parkland brought a bunch of people, so I was, I was very excited about that. They did. Uh, East Forsyth had a heck of a crowd. Desmond and I talked about it when we were streaming the game. We were like, man, this East Forsyth crowd is not only here, but they're into the game. Yes. And like you said, Parkland had a heck of a showing, too. And, of course, both teams were 3-0. and 
and uh, so glad that East Forsyth came out on top of that game. Coach Bill, we're going to turn it back over to you, my friend. As we stated, Page won their first game this past week, and they're looking to start a winning streak, of course. And, of course, they want to knock East Forsyth off of its winning streak, which is right now sitting at 19 games in a row, if I'm not mistaken. And they've also had, you know, a tough quarterback. They've got a guy back there by the name of Javondre Page. Uh, he's about 6'1", about 210 pounds. He had a heck of a season last year on uh, the passing and running game. And they also have another quarterback. He's a sophomore, and uh, he he plays quite often. He's played in three of the last four games. His name is Alonzo Barnett. He's a bit smaller. He's still listed at six feet, about 175 pounds, and uh, he helped lead Page to their first win this uh, season. So, Coach, how do you think you're going to be able to prepare this Eagles defense uh, to face the Page Pirates led by these two quarterbacks this week? Well, we just have to come out and communicate, do our jobs, everybody fly around to the ball. You know, the the Page quarterback, like you said, he's on the Shrine Bowl team for a reason. He's very talented. Mm -hmm. So we can't let our guard down and let him go out and hurt us in any way. So we just have to make sure that everybody's lined up correctly and we are communicating on each and every play. And once the play happens, fly around and finish with bad intentions like we always preach. That is it. Finish with bad intentions. Tomas, you look like a man that knows how to finish with bad intentions. Now, you being the, one of the starting defensive tackles on that East Forsyth State Championship team, what kind of problems do you believe that the Page Pirates, Pirates will give you and the rest of that Eagles defense this coming Friday night? Uh, really, uh, pass rushing. That's one thing. We, um, we're standing in our lanes. Because he's a running quarterback. He, he's a good running quarterback. So really keeping him, trying to keep him in the pocket is really what we're trying to do. Don't let him get into a lot of space. So it sounds like you want, to, want him to beat you with his arm if you can. You don't want yeah. him to get outside the pocket. Got you. Good deal. Good deal. Well, Tomas, you sound like a very smart young man. I, 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 yeah, when, coach. When got the game plan down, lanes, all that's a high school guy. But, yes, but that's sir. why he's one of the best ones we got. He know? is. Awesome young man. Awesome young man. Oh, man, coach, I'm going to tell you what. You guys look really good coming out, too. I wanted to say this. You had on the blue uniforms. You had on the silver helmets. You know, this week is homecoming. Mm -hmm. Can we expect any kind of glamorous outfits? Are you guys got, how are you going to be looking this week? Are you going to be sharp? Are you going to be, you know, we're going to get out there and say, ooh, I want to put on one of those uniforms. Well, we're going to be sharp, but uh, <laughs> for the, the people listening, they don't like the uniform. Well, the people calling the game don't like the uniforms we're going to be wearing Friday night, I don't think. So, <laughs> Des already knows. So, yeah, hopefully you guys can read the numbers off the helmets. I, you know that's why I got the extra large uh, silver numbers so you guys could maybe see the helmet uh, yes, sir. number. But uh, So, without giving away the color, the, the Eagle faithful know um, what we're going to be wearing. And, uh the people in the press box are very upset with me right now because we're pulling those jerseys out. But the, the kids like them, and, uh, you know, we got so many different outfits we can wear, you know. But the, I like that blue blue and that blue helmet with silver. It looks good, but the, we'll look good Friday night. Too. It does look good. I, I know you will. It's homecoming, and I know you guys are going to look great. And I'm going to be talking a little trash on behalf of you, Tomas, this uh, coming week to everybody I know, especially any of those Page Pirates I run into. And I personally think you guys are going to do great as long as you Thank continue you. to follow the game plan. The coach is going to put you in position to make plays, and all you guys have to do is focus, go out there, and execute. And I know you will. 
Guys, you're listening to The Nest with head football coach Todd Willard of the East Forsyth Fighting Eagles. I'm your host, Rod Funderburg. Joined with us is defensive coordinator Aaron Beal and starting defensive tackle number 99, Tomas Johnson. And we're sitting back talking about East Forsyth football right here at East Coast Wings on North Main Street in Kernersville. Gentlemen, before we wrap things up, I want to talk a little next level football. Tomas, do you have a favorite college team? Yes, sir. Who you got? Carolina. Carolina. Tar Heels. Yeah. You are my man. I knew there was a reason that I liked you. Now, we had a little hiccup last <laughs> week, Tomas. And, uh, you know, Coach, Coach hey, Willard. Wait, 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 yeah, wait. go I ahead. Go I, ahead. Go ahead, Coach. I, I believe what we had five pick. No, what was there? Five, six, five of us last week. One guy was right on the pick, correct? Coach. Is, that, if you guys want to remind me who was right last Coach, week on the pick. Coach, that's exactly where I was going. Okay, okay. Coach, I, I, I was going straight there. <laughs> Coach, you know, we talked about it last week. And, Tomas, I can't even lie, man. You know, my heart was with the Tar Heels. Coach Horton was with the Tar Heels. Dez was with the Tar Heels. Jacob was with the Tar Heels. And Coach Willard said he predicted it. He said, guys, he said the Deacons are going to win that matchup and you guys are going to go home hurting. He said, I can't go against my Deacons. He told me, he said, I like Mac Brown. He said, but I can't go against my Deacons. And he didn't. He was right. And, you know, Christian Beal uh, was a part of that team the, on the win. He's a former East Forsyth running back, and he contributed about 51 yards to Wake's rushing attack against the Hills. Uh, so this week, the Demon Deacons, they're taking on Elon. So, Coach, I'm assuming who, who you got in that matchup. Yeah, I got Wake on Everybody that taking Wake on that yeah. one? Yeah. yeah, I don't think I'm going to go against the undefeated team myself <laughs> this week. And the Tar Heels, of course, are taking on Appalachian State uh, down in Chapel Hill. You guys have any predictions on that one? Carolina's going to win. Carolina's going to win. Yeah. Coach Bill? I got to go with App just because one of my former players is a wide receiver up there, Thomas Hennigan. So Thomas I'm, Hennigan, okay. I'm pulling for uh, – the Mountaineers in that one. Good deal. Good deal. Coach? I, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Carolina. Now, You're going to go with Carolina playing, on that one. I, just, I think it's going to be a bounce back game. I think yes, it's going to be crazy down there. And, and I just, just think the size matchup's going to just be right. now. App's going to play them great. Don't get me wrong. But uh, I think Carolina's going to have a little too much for them. Yeah, I think you're right. Coach Bill, you got a favorite? College team? Hey, whichever ones want to come in and offer our guys scholarships, I'm good with it. I heard that. Well, Coach, we're going to do – That's a great thing. I like that. Hey, Coach, we're going to do all we can to get some folks to come yeah. in, check you guys out, and see if we can continue to get these guys higher education as well as a little next-level football. We appreciate everything that you guys are doing. Tomas, do you have a favorite NFL team? Yes, sir. Who you got? Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles. You know, I'm a big Dallas Cowboys fan. So you and I might have a little okay. robbery going on. You know, they had a little they had a little mishap in the fourth quarter this past Sunday night against the Atlanta Falcons. How did that one make you feel? Good. You sure that one made you feel good? Yeah. I'm 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 always confident in my Eagles. Okay, so the Eagles so the Eagles they're gonna bounce back and they're gonna roll the rest of the season. Yeah, we're going to the Super Bowl this year. You're going to the Super Bowl this year? Yes, sir. Tomas. He, he but went we from were friends. Being intelligent. To, uh, well, I thought we were friends. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought everything was cool. <laughs> Tomas, you gonna make me switch the subject now, man? <laughs> Listen, as y'all know, this is still Panthers country. Panthers lost their first opener, the home game against the Rams, and then they came back last Thursday night and lost a divisional game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now they're saying Cam Newton may not be playing this week, or they're saying he's out. Something with the foot issue. What truly is going on with the Panthers? 
and are they done for the season? What are your What are you guys' thoughts on that? Uh, I don't think they're done for the season yet. I mean, it's week two, but it's definitely getting into – you start feeling that pressure like, all right, guys, we got to get a win here, get a win there. But, I mean, I think as being a defensive guy, the defense is going to have to start stepping up and getting another stop here, another stop there just to help their offense get into more of a rhythm. I think you're right, Coach. I do think you're right. Coach Willett, what you I, think? I really I'm, – I'm scared for the Panthers because I think – um, Tampa Bay kind of showed what you needed to do to stop them. Mm -hmm. and they 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 stopped McCaffrey, and I, I'm afraid people are going to come into games now and say, "Hey, if we stop McCaffrey, you know, you know, try to beat us with your quarterback or your receivers." And I'm I'm a little worried about that right now for the Panthers. I agree with you, Coach, and I think they need to open up their offense a little bit more, yes. which is a problem that the Dallas Cowboys had. And I think uh, what the Dallas Cowboys did is they went and they got a. Uh, uh, offensive coordinator, boys, man, yes, sir. And they they open they're opening it up now, and Ooh. and that's what I think the Panthers have to do. They have to open it up a little bit more because that seems to be an old style offense with Norv Turner. He's running the same type of offense that he won way back in the day with Troy Aikman and those guys, and they got to switch that up. So I agree with you, Coach. Coach, one last question before I let you go. You guys know how the referees got the pass interference call wrong last year against the NFC in the NFC Championship game, causing the New Orleans Saints to basically miss going to the Super Bowl. Well, you would think that that would not happen again. But it did. You know, the Saints went up to L.A. to play the Rams, and quarterback Jared Goff, he fumbled the ball. It was scooped up by Saints defensive end Cam John, John Jordan, who went 87 yards for the touchdown. And it was during this return that the referees blew the whistle. And they stopped the play, ruling it an incomplete pass. So, of course, head coach Sean Payton had to get the review out. And then the referees wound up changing it to a fumble, giving the Saints the ball instead of allowing the Saints to go up possibly 10 to 3. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, coach, people have been telling me the referees have a conspiracy against the Saints, you know, against New Orleans. Or is there something else? What are your thoughts on this? I don't, I don't think – there, there's some other teams I think the refs would go against before they go against the Saints. Uh, now I know some of you Carolina fans, you, you, you probably hope the refs are against them, but um, you know, just bad luck. I mean, I mean they have some crazy plays too that are happening, bad time, and you know, just game. Both of them have been kind of game costing plays too. Yeah. That's the crazy part, but uh, just bad luck, man. Just yeah. sometimes that happens. Yeah. Coach Bill, what do you think about that? And I'm, I'm saying if Sean Payton, those guys got to feel snake bit to a certain degree. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you think about the miracle in Minnesota and then the next year the pass interference and now this one. Luckily, this one wasn't in the playoffs, so you get to play the next week. But, yeah, so they they got to kind of feel like, hey, what do we have to do to get this thing turned around sometimes? But Definitely, and I'm hoping that the, the referees will just be a little bit slower on their whistles yeah. next time. Yeah. Well, Coach Willard, Coach Bill, Tomas, I tell you, man, it's been great. Thank you guys for coming up. I have enjoyed our time here on the Nest. And uh, good luck to you guys this coming Friday. It's homecoming. You're going against the Page Pirates. And I wish you nothing but the best. And we look forward Appreciate to seeing it. you guys back here, next, or at least you, Coach Willard. Yep. Uh, we look forward to seeing you back here next week for another edition of The Nest with head football coach Todd Willard of the East Forsyth Fighting Eagles. I'm your host, Rod Funderburg. Thank you all for listening and hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful football season.